Hey guys, welcome to This Week in Salsa. And before we get into the roundtable, I want to let you know that on this This Week in Salsa website, we have a sign-up list where you can enter your email address and every time we have a new episode published, you're going to get an email with that new episode. This is not something that we spam people with. This is just for new episodes when they are published. So check that out. And as a special incentive to sign up for that list, we are running a special where you will get a $10 gift card to SalsaDanceGear.com when you sign up. Now, SalsaDanceGear.com has a lot of stuff on it. It has shoes, shirts, DVDs, earplugs, all kinds of goodies. So uh, definitely worth it. It takes all of about a minute going to ThisWeekInSalsa.com. Check out in the top right-hand corner where it says subscribe to this podcast. There'll be a, a mail icon for a Gmail, and that's where you can sign up. Once you sign up, you get your special code to get that $10 gift card. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Whip. I got a fever, and the only prescription... It's more cowbell. So you know how to walk. You know how to dance. You ever dance with the devil in the day of the night? Welcome, everyone, to edition two of This Week in Salsa Roundtable with the now famous from the podcast, Corey Gray and Franklin Condori. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Good. It just sounded like garble, garble, garble because both of you guys jumped in, but that's cool. So I imagine you said hello. How are you? Uh, and I'm doing well. So actually, that leads to my next point, which is before we get into today's topic, which is salsa pet peeves, which we'll try to keep under about three hours, but we'll see. Um, I want to start with just a quick round of updates. So Frank, what has been new with you since we last talked? Uh, nothing much. Finishing my master's classes. Um, I'm, I'm about one more month left before I'm done. And then Woo! so once that exactly so once that happens, then I will be out everywhere. <laughs> People <laughs> will get sick of me again. Um, besides that, maybe um, any festivals we, coming up? Yeah, we do have the Boston Salsa Festival going on right now. So um, if you listen to this, it's probably going to be too late. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's absolutely correct exactly. Next year. from the future so, no, the, the exactly so hopefully um you're at the festival instead of listening <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes we have the boston salsa festival going on until sunday you know that's how we do here in boston um so that's going to be my weekend coming up nice man what about you Corey? uh any interesting interesting traveling events yeah, a couple of things. Um, I actually spent two and a half weeks in Cuba since we last had our last uh, podcast. That doing... is why you were not responding to my Facebook messages. That is why I was not responding to anyone in the world. I came back to so many messages. I felt so bad. But yeah, I was there. Us. Yeah. We were supposed to have the round table like three weeks ago, guys. But <laughs> She was like, screw those guys. I'm in Cuba. <laughs> Sorry, there was no internet. But um yeah, it was it was amazing. I, I did a professional research trip, uh, some doing some research for my thesis. I would highly, highly recommend it for anyone who's interested in the roots of salsa music or dance. Definitely, it's an, an amazing, amazing place for dancers and musicians. Uh, really, a very special country. And so I did a lot of that, did a lot of work over there, came back, got quite sick. So that's why we had to delay it another week. But now I'm finally on the mend, and I'm finally ready. So I am ready. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, I haven't given my update. How are you? I'm good. I'm Moving good. on. No, 
No, I mean, I've, I've been good. So I think since we last did the podcast, I had uh, my first social along with my buddy Costas here in Gainesville. So we did Piedra de Fuego. That came us, it, it took us a while to come up with that name. But Wait, say it, that again? It's Piedra de Fuego. <laughs> Very nice. Well, so every every salsa social has to have the word Fuego. Obviously, Frank of has Fuego course. y Carrera, Right? There's I Fuego mean, and they won three with Ernesto. So you, you need can't Fuego. Be. You can't be a salsa social unless you have the word Fuego in there. No, literally. It was, it was like a week before the event. And we're like, shit, we have to make this Facebook event. What the hell are we going to call it? And we're walking outside the location. And we literally look up and it says Firestone Building. And that's the name of the building. So we're like, wait, how do you say Firestone in Spanish? And like, okay, Fuego. That's good. That's a start. Was, it was stone. And it was like, oh, Piedra. Oh, that sounds badass. Piedra de Fuego. I love it. And we had it. So anyway, how that Sounds social great. was really good having another one tonight. So tonight's Piedra de Fuego August edition. And nice. other than nice. that, just podcasting and working, just waiting for the summer to finally be over so I can stop around the AC 24-7. <laughs> Very nice. So is the is the Piedra de Fuego, is that uh, once a month or is that twice a month? Uh, once a month. Yeah, we're starting nice. with once a month. We'll see how it goes. The big uh, thing that we, we want to do is it actually has concrete floors, which kind of sucks. Um, oh, but they're like coated, you know, so they're kind of slippery. It's enough mm-hmm. so that the ladies haven't like burned me at the stake or anything. So it's, it's not really <laughs> bad. But um, we want to try to raise enough money to hopefully put wood floors in there. So we actually have a really nice spot. Everything else there is beautiful. It's a great location, great venue. But yeah, that's kind of the the issue right now. So we're figuring that one out. Right. Well, I'm sure yeah. it'll resolve itself. Yeah, sure. So anyway, let's uh, let's get started. Now that I feel like I've properly expressed myself, let's talk about today's topic, which is pet peeves. Man, you know, I wasn't joking. The being we probably could fill like three hours with this stuff, but oh, days you could fill days. <laughs> yeah, right. It could be like dance marathon, just nonstop, like three <laughs> days and nights. But that being said, we'll try to keep it reasonable here. Uh, Gosh, I'm just going to throw this this one. I'm just going to lob it up to you guys. It's now lobbed in the air. And whoever wants to shoot it out of the sky first, how well, about it? I, I, think, um, I think the best way to approach this is we talk about a pet peeve that a male may have and then a pet peeve that a female may have. Um, and you are not mistaken. I mean, I, I know I actually did just a, a very casual um, survey, I guess you could say, on Facebook a while back. And wow, there must have been like 800 posts. Like this thing would go on forever. But mm-hmm. I think in general, there is a, a, a set number of, of general pet peeves that I think sum up a lot of these things. Um, but, you know, I feel like uh, we should be polite. I think we should give it up for the ladies here. So, Corey, if you want to toss in the first pet peeve, what is something that you feel like us men should be aware of when we dance with you very nice ladies? So as to well, not make the, you know, dance awkward. I would like to start out with a general one. Male, female, we're all culprits. And it, it happens to me. And I've also seen it happen numerous times. And it's just such a big letdown. And I would say that probably my number one biggest pet peeve in the salsa scene is when someone that you do not know, that you've never danced with, says no to a dance. Uh, and for yes. me, that, that just, you know, it breaks my heart because... Especially, you know, if you if you've danced with someone and there's not a connection and there's and there's X, Y and Z reasons, uh, I may not agree with it, but maybe I can understand it. But if it is someone, you know, if we're talking about at a Congress or a social or something, you know, 
you never know who that person, what that person had to go through in order to get the courage to ask this person to dance, you know, and it's three minutes of your life at a Congress. Maybe it's seven minutes of your life, but still, (laughs) I think that everyone should be able to say yes to someone that they have never danced with, regardless of skill level, regardless of where you're from. I will say that overall men, women, that is probably the highest pet peeve that I have. Man. You know, it's it's really interesting, too, because I almost judge certain people based on how well they handle that. What I mean by that is um, I completely agree with you. You know, when you look at the grand scheme thing, it's three minutes of awkwardness if, you know, you're dancing with a beginner or this or that. But it's three minutes, five minutes. You know what? You know, you can deal with that. You know, I have more awkward conversations sitting at the family table and they're longer. You know what I mean? So you can deal with a three-minute dance. Exactly. You know? And unfortunately, and, and it sucks to say this, but I know certain people that have, you know, straight up said no when somebody has asked them to dance. Mm-hmm. And it infuriates me. Me too. <laughs> it completely infuriates <laughs> me. Like, really? Why Why would you say that? Like, I, I don't, maybe, maybe I'm not seeing the secret recorder here. Maybe somebody's secretly recording you and you don't want to look bad. You know, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand the reasoning for ever saying no to a dance. Now, obviously, you know, there are other factors. You know, if I just dance this six-minute fast song, yeah, I might not be in the, in, in the whatchamacallit, in shape to dance this, you know, this particular upcoming song. I might need a break. But here is where the consider, you know, being considered comes into play which is if you know you can't dance this song, and I've done this before because, you know, I'm, I'm getting old, <laughs> so I can't dance every song now. Um, I will generally just say, you know, oh, man, that song really beat, uh, you know, got me beat, but let me, you know, next song, I will come find you. And guess what? That is exactly what I do. I mean, I guess it kind of sounds stalkerish because <laughs> at that point, the girl will go, like, find somebody else to dance with, and then all of a sudden, here I am, like, peering behind some crowd, and I'm like, you. <laughs> Come yeah, man, Frank, I do that. You know what, man? I do I do that same thing, except I forget to get her after. It's the worst. Because uh, like it's like uh, I'm like, I'm like a, a squirrel, dick. man. I'm like a squirrel and I have so many distractions. I'm like, oh, there's another shiny object. And I just like totally forget. And it's not my fault. I just I'm so in with the dance. And after I'm like, what was I doing next? Oh, there's someone who wants to dance. Okay, let me dance. You know, unless they're ass. Nobody you know, Bob. So you know what you do, Rob, is that when you do remember Set a reminder in my calendar. Is that what I should? Whatever. When you do remember, or when you see the girl again, or whoever it is, then you go up to her and ask her to dance. Yep. You know that's how you make it right because it's true. There's definitely been times where I've, I've, uh, you know, if I've asked someone to dance, they've said no for whatever reason, and I genuinely believe that they're not saying no just to say no. That they're, you know, whatever the reason, tired, exhausted, they need a break, whatever it is. You know, and then or or vice versa, if I've said no or something like that for for said reasons, but and I try to go find them, but you can't always find them or you get caught up or other people ask you to dance and then you end up in this cycle where if you say no, then you're just going to have to go keep finding everyone. So I would say that, you know, just when you can, that is the best way to rectify it. You know, I will say this, though, if you are somebody who's going to say no because of X reasons, um, obviously make sure they're good reasons. But at the same time, also you know, be very, you know, kind of be kind of respectful of their situation. Like you were saying, you know, sometimes when you get asked to dance somebody, it might be somebody new who is mm-hmm. not from your city and you are literally going to be giving them an impression of your city. 
or it could be like a beginner. Maybe they've seen you dance and they're ultra nervous and you're literally going to make or break their night. You know, kind of yeah. keep these things in, in mind, you know. And obviously, when you say no, you don't say no and then stick your head up, and walk away. You know, um, it, you, you know, just, you know, apologize, you know, and be like, sorry, I can't, I can't do this one right now. Let me find you for another one. You know, be, be really, you know, humble about it. Be respectful about it because, you know, in, in general, you're dealing with people, you know, you're always supposed to show respect to your other, you know, to others. So, I mean, that's what I would say is just be respectful about it. Be honest about it too. You know, you don't have to come up with an elaborate story. Like, you know, my girlfriend's going to get mad because, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can just be very like, you know. I'm tired. You can say, hey, I'm tired, you know, or, you know, my feet hurt in this one or this or that. Be honest about it. Be respectful about it. Be respectful of others' feelings, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's something I would definitely say if okay. you find yourself in a situation that you may not be able to keep on dancing at the moment. You know, that's okay. the least I would expect from people. Okay. So I, I've been holding my comments. Does everyone have all their viewpoints out? Because I'm going to just blow blow that up out of the water. Because I've, I've talked to several people about this. It always comes up. And mm -hmm. I'm going to take the devil's advocate route. Not necessarily that I agree with this, but I think there's logic going the other way as well. So what you said, Frank, if you're you know tired, exhausted, and you say, I'll grab you the next one, totally cool. Agree with that. Now, if I am a guy, that is the only reason that I should not dance. So if a beginner or anyone comes up and asks me to dance, that's the only reason I should say no is saying, I'm exhausted, I'll grab you the next dance and actually do it unlike what I actually do. If you are, if you are a guy and they ask you to dance for any other reason, you always dance with them, in my opinion. Now, if you're a woman, though, I think that changes a lot because as a woman, you are so much more prone to getting hurt on the dance floor compared to a guy. So, Corey, I'm yeah. sure you've had dances with guys where they are, pardon my French, but they're effing out of control. You know, they are trying to give you four spins and they don't even know what they're doing with spinning. So you're out of control because you have no base, right? Mm -hmm. um, they just are trying to do so many things that they can't do. It's a very rough lead is what I would call it. Um, yes. if, if you see that from another person that he just danced with, then I think it's totally within reason to say, no, I don't want to dance. Uh, maybe the other caveat would be to be like constantly barking at him during the dance and say, no, don't do that. But mm -hmm. that seems kind of weird. I'd rather mm -hmm. just almost turn him down. Um, mm -hmm. what do you think about that as far as safety on the dance floor? Okay. So originally when I said that it was my pet peeve, I, I did, or at least if I didn't say, I would like to comment on the fact that it is a new dance, that it is a pet peeve of mine when someone says no to a new dance, someone that they've never danced with before. I, I do think that certain circumstances absolutely call for safety and, and those are different instances. And I would say that if I have, I have definitely seen people that I've never danced with before who look a little rough, but I would also say that I usually still say yes, um, because I don't think I've ever witnessed a dance that looked so, so, so absolutely horrible, you know, from the side. I just don't think I, I would watch a dance, you know, in four full minutes of that. So I don't think that's ever actually happened to me particularly. I have seen... Um, guys who may look a little bit rough, but I also know that I have a very a drastically different follow than the person who's dancing with them, whether it's better or worse or whatever it is, I know it's different. And maybe my follow is a little bit stronger or maybe my following is a little bit stronger. You know, it could be one of a hundred different reasons. 
So for me personally, if I have never danced with them before, I will say yes. If they hurt me or, I mean, I'm not afraid to say something in the middle of the dance if I'm getting hurt because it's not, that's not okay. That turns into a safety issue, not a polite, impolite issue. So I will absolutely say something in the middle of the dance. I also have a couple of tricks, you know, such as spins. If a guy is trying to forcibly spin me into multiple ways, I just drop my arm after one spin and I just won't do multiple. So there are certain tricks that you can learn um, to sort of back off of a very forceful lead in that moment. But I will say that if that same person comes up to you later, it is appropriate to say no thank you um, for some reason, if it is a safety concern. Because sometimes, okay. unfortunately, it really is. And we've all been injured on the, on the dance floor and whatever reasons, toes stepped on, you've gotten smacked in the face, you know, whatever it is. But for us, it's not like, it's not a, an accident, oh, I'm so sorry I just hit you. It's, okay, you're co- actually trying to rip out my arm right now. And that's not fun. <laughs> See, I would, <laughs> not fun man, I, would, I would be so much different if I was a woman on the dance floor because I would like, th- this idea of spite, uh, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. And it's because I listen to this podcast about it. But man, if I was a woman and I was dancing with a guy who was really rough with me and he was just being a dick with me, I would just pretend to fall so that all the other women there saw me fall. <laughs> so he wouldn't get any dances from them the rest of the night. You know, like, <laughs> oh, that's fine. I look like an idiot, but so does he. So he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, there's wow, some that's, tricks that's you have vengeful. to learn. <laughs> I know. I, know. To- I would be a totally different dancer if I was a girl. I'd be like, I can do this. I can do this. Anyway, all right, moving on. Don't want to I think you're just excited at the concept of maybe wearing heels. I think that's probably what it is. <laughs> and, and, and a kilt or, or something. And a kilt, exactly. Well, that. you know what, Corey? You're, you're absolutely right. Everything we've talked about will apply to first-time dancers. Um, and, yes, I completely understand that if you have an awareness of a certain dancer, um, it is okay to say no. Because, you know, I've heard too many stories also where – certain women will get injured and will be out of commission because, you know, this guy basically uh, ripped their arm out of socket. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, this also will tie into another pet peeve we can discuss. In, uh, yeah, I'm ready. Give me a pet well. peeve. Yeah, Let's hear Frank, it. Frank, it's your turn, man. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, for guys, unfortunately, you know, we do have it kind of rough. <laughs> um, no. You know? Um, so, you know, one pet peeve of mine that I've always had, and I can't really think of the best way to put this all all under one umbrella, but it's, I guess the best way I could say it is for a guy be, well, okay, sorry. Well, let's backtrack. Now for a girl, let me see. I would definitely say be mindful of your space slash careful with the overstyling, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, I try my absolute best when I lead to not throw women into other people, you know, which I know it can be a pet peeve in itself where women start feeling like projectiles on the dance floor. <laughs> and I know certain guys who use women <laughs> when they dance to clear the floor so that nobody goes into their space. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is my space here. Uh uh-huh. And then they just launch Corey so that nobody else goes there. Or and trust about me, I there. notice when this is happening. <laughs> so, but anyways, at the same time, I know there's a lot of women that, okay, here's the thing. They overstyle, and when they overstyle, they actually take up a lot of space as well. Whether it's going from a reverse 360 and then tossing your feet backwards, do you know what I mean? Like you're doing yep. like a sweep backwards. Yep. 
I, I some it does it. I don't get why some women would do this when we're dancing when they know the floor is packed. They know that if they're going to do this, they're going to be hitting the couple behind them, probably trip them, probably going to get angry looks. I'm the one that's going to have to apologize, <laughs> but yet they still persist on doing this. And also, some women who are overstyling so much that it's so hard to lead them. Yeah. So I would say a pet peeve of mine is for women to not be conscious about the dance. There you go. Not be conscious about the dance, which, you know, the concept of being mindful of your space goes into play. Overstyling goes into play. So being conscious about the dance, that would be my pet peeve for some women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I've seen it. I've seen it happen many, many times. I think sometimes, um, well, I think the best way to approach this is you always men and women, but a lot of times because the men are the leaders, they automatically have to think about the women. I know it doesn't always happen, but that's how it should be. But I think that very often because the women are leading, they don't think that their partner should come first because they're being, they're the ones that are being led. But really the truth is, is that your partner has to come first, whatever side you're on. Even if you are the follower and you're following a lead, your partner still has to come first. You have to Put them before styling, before taking up space, before, you know, deciding that you want to do whatever you want to do. You have to put your leader and their lead first, you know, and if you're not ready to do that, you have to take up a different dance because I know that I've gone through certain times where I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, this dance really gets to be decided by the leader and there are other oh, dances where that's not the case. But in salsa, and I really one of the things I love about salsa is that fact that one person does lead and one person does follow, and it doesn't mean that I can't have a really fun dance or I can't add in my own, whatever it is, my own thoughts and feelings and energy and styling and stuff like that. But your partner has to come first, and the minute that people start styling before putting their follow first is when they start taking up space and doing too much and not listening to the the lead, and that's when it becomes again kind of dangerous. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I've always, it's interesting because I've always said this when I used to teach, I would say that in salsa, the leads, you know, which not all the time, because, you know, it's a progressive dance, you know, guys can, can lead and follow. But for the most part, the leads, also known as the guys in most cases, are going to be the the dominant one in this dance relationship, but not in life. So, you know, <laughs> in salsa, the men are the leaders. But that won't necessarily relate to life. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of relationships where that's not the case. But when they dance salsa, at least the guy is in charge. Oh, that's yeah. the word I would use. Yeah. The guy is in charge only in right. salsa, not in life. Right. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, so again, something important yeah, to remember. So I, I completely agree. I've had plenty of dances ruined because people are too focused on the styling. Uh, but I will say I'm trying to empathize with the women. And the closest I can is, like you said, as far as progressive, sometimes I am a follow, you know, and usually when I'm bored at like two in the morning and most people are gone, I'm like, hey, let me just dance as a, as a follow this time. And I get so bored with just following that I feel like I would just have to throw styling in just so I have some of my own mind <laughs> in the dance. And it's funny because I suck at following. So even though I suck at following, I don't want to just follow. It's not like I just want to express myself with other things. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be goofy and throw in what I think is lady styling. It probably isn't even close, but I don't know. Maybe that I, I sometimes feel bad for the ladies, I guess is my point is that they don't really have 
many ways besides styling to express themselves on the dance floor with their own mind. Everything else is just following with the guys. So uh, I don't know. There really is no point there. I guess yeah, it's just you know, you know what? My, but my experience. You know, well, here, here's the thing, though. This this ties into being considerate because there are certain women who, when you know you're dancing with them, you know that styling is very important to them. I mean, you see it when you're like, you know, when you see them dancing with other people. You know, I can, I mean, there's a list of, of girls already on the top of my head where I could say like, okay, these women love styling. That's part of who they are. So with that being said, you know, you, that means you lead, you won't lead your most complicated stuff. You'll lead stuff that they can accentuate, whether it's slowing down a perfect one inside turn where you could really, really milk that landing, if you will, you know, really slow it down for them. That way they can add their styling in there. Um, what I'm talking about is, you know, when you're dancing with a girl and her styling is all over the place, meaning that she's just she's not styling with the music or with the dance. She's just styling to style. You right, know what I mean? That's what they've learned to do. Exactly. I will say that there's two things briefly, very briefly. One is that I would say that part of what makes following so much fun is. Is the ability to. To express myself through my technical level and that doesn't and I'm not talking about styling I'm talking about everything else so for me cer- certain things that I really love to do I, I love I do love spinning you know and so the fact that I am able to spin on one foot for multiple spins rather than continuously switching back and forth for me that's showing off my own style or if I'm able to do a complete 360 pivot on one foot or certain things that happen that are not styling but they're technical abilities for me specifically that gives me a lot of satisfaction because that means that I have achieved something it means that my dancing probably looks a little smoother it also in a way it's styling but it's not it it really is a technical base so for me that that's one of the things that makes styling not boring Second of all, it's also a lot of fun to completely relinquish a lot of control and just, you know, you get, you're here, you're there, you're getting spun, you're up and down. And as long as you can keep up, it can be a lot of fun. And then the other thing I would like to say is that I think that um, something that should be done a lot more is, 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 a, is a lot of styling without the arms. And, you know, coming from hip hop, I love styling. I really do. But I also recognize when it's time to stop or when it's not time to start. You know, if my leader is just kind of doing move after move after move with both arms and there's not really a whole lot, then guess what? I'm not going to style with my arms. If there's a little bit of time and it's not going to interrupt the lead, and that's the biggest key factor that styling is not going to interrupt the lead then I'll do a body roll or I'll do a small little kick with my leg or I'll switch feet or I'll do shoulders or something that, that really doesn't affect anyone and it doesn't hinder the dance, it doesn't stop the dance. And what I see a lot is that styling only comes from arms. And I think that that kind of plays into both. One, maybe they're not listening to music. Two, they're just styling to style. Three, and maybe they're not listening. Maybe they're not being considerate of their partner. I'm not saying always. I think that arm styling can be very appropriate and very beautiful. I'm just saying that a lot of times when I see styling be too big, very often it is with the arms kind of going all over the place rather than um, have it be something smaller that may not affect the lead. And, and I would even I would even uh, 
categorize a smile as styling. Now, maybe that would be more musicality, but I know a lot of women that have great styling and they never smile. It's like they are stone-faced the entire dance. So you get no idea of, of how that dance is. And right. I would I would value a smile at the right time over all of this hand crap and body crap and everything. Just, you know, show some emotion on the dance floor is, I think, the most important styling. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think that relates to just some women having resting bitch face. Um, <laughs> so, I think I'm we can get that sure. to trend on Twitter, man. Uh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's so funny because I, I, I call out some women on this because I think it's hilarious. Like, I know them personally. They're great people. But, but whenever you see them dance, they look so serious. <laughs> So I usually call them out. I'm like, wow, you must have been thinking about, you must have been really concentrating <laughs> or something. It's, it's just really funny. But you know what it is too? Um, I think it's just one of those things that either you're concentrating a lot or you're, I guess you're just zoning out and that's kind of like your face at rest, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like yeah. I've, I've been told that recently that when I, whenever, whenever I'm feeling a song, I have the like... Um, you know, excuse me for language, but I have like that uh, shit smelling face where like your nose and everything is kind of like, oh, <laughs> you know, but that's when I know I'm feeling a song and I've been called out on that. I'm like, what's this face you're making? I'm like, oh, I must have really enjoyed that song because I'm just like, oh, you know, like, oh, damn, <laughs> you know, but it, that's just, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's just, that's just my face. <laughs> Leave me alone. That's just my face. I'm I'm gonna find what you, there are enough pictures of you dance. I'm gonna find that picture. I'm gonna post that. Oh yeah, there's one notes. recently. There's one I'm recently fine. where like it looks like I'm frowning or something, and you know I'm like nah, I'm just like really feeling that song. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, okay. But, well, let's yeah, so, so moving point, on. Though. Moving on. Uh, my turn. So yes, uh, I feel like we're passing the talking stick. So for me. Uh, <laughs> This one goes, again, more non-technical, like like the first one that Corey brought up, which is guys that hog certain women. And so what I mean by that is you have a guy that will try to dance with a woman four, five, six straight songs. Even two straight songs many times is too many. So that's one of my biggest pet peeves is some guy just hijacking a girl for more than one song. Uh, there are some situations where it's appropriate. So if you're dancing with someone and it's a salsa song, and it switches to a bachata song. Totally cool to continue dancing. Of course, you ask her if she'd like to dance again, but you continue dancing. Uh, if it's a salsa song that you catch more than halfway through the song, and it ends pretty abruptly, then you can ask her for another song of salsa right after that as well. And that's also appropriate. But when you got the same thing, two salsas in a row, or three salsas or four salsas, unless you're dating that girl, um, it's inappropriate in my mind to hijack that dance. I know a couple of our mutual friends that do that or used to do that, um, that I just think that's not appropriate because a big part of salsa is dancing with everybody, you know, mm -hmm. rotating. Uh, we always have those people in the classes that they're like uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, and they don't want to rotate. They just want to be in their own group and not dance with anyone else. And, you know, that's that's not really what the community is about. Right. You know, it, I think it's I think it really will depend, though, on the context of that, quote unquote, the, the two the two people, um, you know, because I, I feel and it's interesting you say that it's like friends of yours. I mean, are they salsa dancers or are they just getting into it? Because I feel like that's one of the things that we learn as salsa dancers is you shouldn't be hogging dancers. You know what I mean? I feel like we're we've already kind of learned that. But I don't know. Maybe they 
haven't learned because that's a courteous thing. You know, that's more about being courteous than it is about really anything else. Yeah, you're um, right. And, I mean, and even, the vast majority, yeah. the vast majority don't do that. But I'd say like probably like two percent of the dancers. So it's it's a relatively small problem, but it's just mm-hmm. something that I don't know. I guess I empathize again with the woman. You know, and the woman. I can tell oftentimes that she doesn't want to keep on dancing. I like people watching if you can't tell, but mm-hmm. I can tell that like, she doesn't want to keep on dancing and he keeps on asking her to dance like over and over mm-hmm. again without giving her a moment to breathe even, you know, mm-hmm. so stuff like that. I think Rob is really in touch with his feminine side. That's kind of what I'm learning. <laughs> hey, I grew up with two right older now. sisters, man. You, you know, we appreciate it. All right. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. <laughs> I will say that on this topic, I, I agree with you, Rob, that sometimes it can be too much as the woman. But so one thing that relates to this topic and that I see a lot is is at birthday dances. And I had a birthday dance a couple of years ago where this very specific thing happened where a couple of guys there were, you know, it was a birthday dance. So there were a lot of people in the circle, but there were a few specific guys that thought it was OK to hijack the dance. And so every single time they would come in, they would dance with me for a couple of seconds, someone else would come in, and then that same person would immediately come back. And it got to the point where there were two or three of them that started to be quite rough because it turned into sort of a, I don't know, it it really was, it was sort of a macho, you know, who could dance (laughs) with me most. (laughs) <laughs> and and it's the same thing and and it's it's when the same person continues to dance with you and unfortunately in a birthday dance i had no i couldn't say anything at least when a guy asks a, a girl multiple times in a row she may feel bad so she might say yes but she also could say no but in this instance i couldn't say no and it got to the point where not only was it not fun but i didn't get to dance with everyone because there were these two or three people continuously coming in And also it just, it became kind of rough. It became kind of a, they wanted to dance so much and and continuously dance so much that it just became a little bit more intense than I would have liked, especially as a birthday dance, you know, and I would imagine that if a guy continuously asks the same girl over and over and over again, maybe there are similar feelings of, of, you know, why I feel bad saying no, because he's just kind of all up in my face and we haven't even finished a dance and we're already asking, he's already asking again. And so I will say that I've also seen it during birthdays as well. And it's the same issue of hijacking the same person. It's really interesting because I've seen, I've seen these dances and they are intense. I'm like, holy crap, they're going to kill her. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it, and it, it really does speak badly for us men. Because I, I see when the men have their birthday dance, the ladies, they wait in line, they take their turn, they gently, you know, step up and, oh, okay, you know, it's it's very well organized. It's almost like an assembly line. It looks great. <laughs> but when men, oh my gosh, so when it's the woman's turn and the men are going around in circles, holy crap, it's like, I don't know, it's like big beasts overpowering <laughs> small beasts. You know, it's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, these men, they're just like, no, she's mine. No, mine. Urgh, ugh, mine. You know, it's like yeah. literally we go back to caveman days. It's insane. And I, I've, I've seen it before where I, I always say to myself, like, wow, this guy just had like five dances with this girl. <laughs> and here, here we are, like there's certain beginners that are in this line who I'm sure would love to dance with you. But they are so intimidated or so scared yeah. that they're just they just end up going around in circles for five minutes until the dance is over. I know it's sad. I was like, holy crap, geez, calm down. You know, if you really want to dance with her, 
that much. Wait till the, you know, wait till the birthday dance is over. Ask her to dance. But no, sometimes I feel like it's one of these, like, it's like you're showing off mm-hmm. or like, you know, you're claiming your, your, uh, your place in the community. Like, oh, I am a leader in this community. Watch me spend 60% of this dance with her. Watch <laughs> me be the one that dips her. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really crazy, but oh man, oh, yeah. I guess I'm kind of ashamed to say that yeah. I see more guys doing that. Than I mean, girls. especially, especially for that dip. Like that last five seconds when everyone knows the dip is coming. I've seen five guys at one time all descend upon <laughs> one woman. Are you kidding me? I'll probably find some video of it too because they always record those Ruedas too. Corey, we got to find some video. We got to find that video. We do. Oh, my oh, goodness. I, I don't know if there's a – I really hope there's not a video because I probably had a look of sheer terror on my face the entire dance. Yeah, no, I've been looking on your Facebook here for the past five minutes as you guys have been talking. I can't find anything. And there's apparently, yeah. a, there's apparently a pop singer called Corey Gray if you search on YouTube. Oh, yes. With them. Yes. Yeah. Wait, Corey, didn't you tell me about this? Didn't, didn't she have like a song about you or something? <laughs> it, well, it's a guy. I mean, it looks oh, like a guy. Really? Oh, no. Corey, Corey not, with an E. I don't think so. No, I don't think there's a pop singer with a song about me out there. If there is, I've never heard it. Yeah, he's, he's got a song called Chocolate. Uh, he's got that's oh totally boy. about you. Totally. <laughs> he's got a Q and A with ten thousand views. This guy actually looks pretty popular. I don't know who that is. No. Anyway, all right, we're gonna find this tape. All right. So, well, okay. So let's move on. And to not let this um, conversation get too much longer, I think if we each do one more topic, I think that could be great because, you know, we don't want this to be two hours long. Um, But I think for this next one, so, you know, we were saying like, you know, Corey was saying like, as a girl, this is a pet peeve I have. And then I'm saying as a guy, this is a pet peeve I have. How about we say a pet peeve that we know our gender does and then you know, take it from there. Like, for example, for me, I will say, um, I know a pet peeve that my gender does that I find equally annoying is when they try to teach on the dance floor. Now I've seen some girls do it too, but unfortunately I just know more guys who have done it where, you know, they will literally teach you the basics on the dance floor. And it's so aggravating for me to see, you know, like they're trying to spin you and they're like, oh, no, you didn't prep right. Or no, you didn't do this right. Or this or that. It's so annoying for me to see. I can only imagine how it must feel um, to have anybody say that to you, Corey, especially, you know, having been dancing as long as you have been. Have you faced a situation where somebody's literally trying to teach you after you've been dancing for a while? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And usually what happens is it's someone who comes up And very often it's someone who's ripping out my arms. So I actively stop following at that point and I'll drop my arms or I won't, you know, listen to all of the leads just because it's safe. My safety is of concern. And very often, not very often, I don't want to say that, but often the ones that try to teach me are the ones that have a lead like this. And Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is they try to teach me and I just have a big smile on my face and say, okay, or thank you. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I'm not one to say, oh, uh, you know, I just, I could never say that, oh, thanks. You know, I've actually been teaching for whatever, however many years. I just, I, I don't have that personality. So my personality is to just kind of let them 
teach me what they think they're about to teach me and then just move on with my life. <laughs> you know, but it definitely does happen and it, it definitely is there. Well, yeah, you I definitely take it in stride. You take it in stride, Corey. That's very, that's very commendable. Yeah, I, I used to be guilty of this. I, uh, when I first started, God, Rob, you're such a dick. I did. I know, man. I know I did it for like the first two years. No one told me, no one told me. I'm like, because Hey, you know, I, I have a good excuse though. Listen, I took one of those personality tests with Myers-Briggs. Okay. And I am an ENFJ and that is a teacher. Like you read the description for ENFJ, which I will link to in the show notes so everyone can see it, but it means you like to teach. So it's like, I was predisposed to wanting to teach everywhere. Right. So, yeah, I taught like everyone didn't matter if it was in a class and a social. And then finally, one of my good girlfriends who was like Latin, I think, who just like didn't take any crap. She was like, you know, Rob, <laughs> you know, <laughs> women hate that. You know that, right? Was it a like, lady? It sounds like lady. <laughs> I don't honestly, I don't remember, but it does sound like lady, doesn't it? Uh, it does sound like I that, wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it was her. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but someone just gave me a very clear, direct talking to during the dance. Like, just stop dancing and talk to me. Like, you know, women hate that. And I was just, I was totally <laughs> flabbergasted. I, I had no idea. And I've never done it since. Ha- however, I do want to pose a counter, which is in under what circumstances is the opposite true? Under what circumstances are you actually teaching a girl on the dance floor? Are there any times that you break that rule? When she asks, when she will say, hey, can you show? Because usually if they're asking you, it's because they've probably never done it before. Then in which case, you're not going to stand there and do like a really in-depth conversation because, you know, you're not you're not going to do a good job teaching if it's one, if it's three minutes. You know what I mean? She's not going to learn much in three minutes, which at that point, I usually kind of just do back rocks because they're a lot easier to lead and a lot easier for her to follow. Um, but you know, it really depends if she asks for it, then I would say, yeah, okay, that's, you know, then you can break it down more depending on how much you want to go into it. Uh, you know what I mean? But generally, even if they're a beginner, like for example, if a girl says, you know, I'm a beginner, that doesn't give you the right to teach them. That just means they're a beginner and you have to adjust your dancing to Mm -hmm. fit her style. Mm -hmm. So Guys, if you ever hear her say, I'm a beginner, that does not mean you have to start teaching her. That just means you have to be more careful when you lead her. That's all. That's all it means. I agree with Franklin that if she asks, go for it. But if she doesn't ask, you got to save it. (laughs) Very right. Very true. All right. So, Corey, what what do you have for for betraying your gender? (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about this, actually. (laughs) It is very difficult. Unfortunately, I would say we kind of already touched upon it, but... I would say that a big pet peeve that I have with ladies is when I see one of them having the time of their life dancing, and then the next person that asks them to dance, they have a stone face. And that, I will say that that really bothers me. Yeah, and, I, I, I see what you're saying, yeah. Because I, I think that generally this happens more with women than men that they are able, a lot of them are able to kind of turn it on and off. And if they're having a high level dance that's super interesting, then, and they're smiling. But as soon as, let's say they, a, a beginner asks them to dance, and all of a sudden they're sighing and they're looking away and they've got just this terrible look on their face. And what is that teaching that person, that, especially if it's a beginner, or especially if it's someone that's 
visiting or someone who just came to that social for the first time. You know, they're not teaching them anything good. And we all know, or at least I know, that they are absolutely capable of smiling and looking like they're having a good time. And then all of a sudden, someone else asks them to dance that they may or may not want to dance. And actually, to tack, to tack this on as well, and I'm sure that this, I mean, I know that this definitely happens with men, but with women as well, is when a guy asks them to dance and their first reaction is, um, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for me, I've, I've witnessed that before and you can literally see the guy's brain going, oh my God, oh my God, I don't want to dance with her anymore because she doesn't want to <laughs> dance with me and what have I done? And now she, you know, feels like it's a charity case that she has to dance with me and I have seen both of those things happen and I will say both of those are pet peeves. And I know that sometimes you have to, you know, sometimes it's sort of a, do I know this person? Are they going to hurt me? You know, there are some mental turning wheels that have to happen, but don't, you know, don't go, uh, for like three <laughs> or four seconds and then make your decision, you know, keep that, keep that inside. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness. You know, the to touch upon that, here's the thing. Like when I go dancing, most, I want to say like 90% of the time I am completely dressed down. I have like a weird shirt with, you know, like uh, Super Mario on it or whatever, just whatever. I have weird, like I have a, sh a shirt with a uh, dancing banana, you know, and I'm dressed <laughs> down. I look completely comfortable. I usually have my pants rolled up because, you know, <laughs> I like to have some air circulating and I probably wouldn't fit your, you know, like that image of somebody who knows how to dance. And it's so funny whenever I'm somewhere new or at a Congress kind of dressed down when everyone is dressed up so much, I, it's almost like they give you the up and down where they're like, stare you up and down. They kind of, I, I feel like they're determining whether or not, <laughs> you know, I'm good enough to marry or something. You know, it's one of those things like they just look at me so intensely and then they're like, okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> let me throw you, let me throw you a bone by dancing with me, you know, and then. I always like kind of just, you know, surprising them. What I'll do for the first eight count is pure basics, <laughs> like the awkward basics. I, I won't even step right. <laughs> I'll step like on two, three, and then five. And the girls are like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? And then I'll then I'll like prep for like a triple spin. And they're like, wait, what just happened? Oh, oh my God, what 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 is going on? You know, but that that kind of thing always amuses me how, yeah, they could <laughs> – I guess they, you know, they, a lot of people can judge on appearance and I'm saying you shouldn't really judge on appearance. No. I mean, at least, at least when people do that to me, I like to play around with it because I think it's funny at that point. Um, and also to, um, to touch upon a previous thing you stated also, you know, it does bother me too. I've, I've been to other communities or other congresses where I will see this dancer, you know, I'll see this girl dancing with a guy. And she is just radiant, like having the time of her life. Or she dances with a celebrity and she's got her performance face, you know, basically radiant smiles from, you know, from ear to ear. And then when I ask her to dance, she's like, boom, serious. Mm -hmm. And it's so off-putting. Um, and, and you know what? The thing, it wouldn't bother me. It doesn't bother me as much, but I know it bothers people. And that's kind of what makes it irritating is because I know certain guys who've come up to me. And they've said that, you know, whenever they dance with women like this, they feel like what their skill level is at 
is not enough to satisfy some of these upper level dancers. And so it almost like it, they blame themselves for not being skilled and they yeah. shouldn't really. I mean, it, I mean, what is the difference between a beginner and advanced dancer? Um, I mean, obviously there's lots of difference, but one of the main differences is time. Advanced dancers have been doing it longer. You know, if the beginner had been doing it just as long, you know, they could be at that level as well. So we really shouldn't let something like time really, you know, separate us, you know, or cause a divide between us. And so that really does irritate me because I don't want these guys to blame themselves for not providing a more um, technically advanced dance. You know, they shouldn't have to blame themselves. And that definitely is a big pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, I've experienced that. I've experienced a woman eyeing me up and down, usually with that uh, shit smelling grin, actually, or yeah. whatever that look is. You know, I think it's that look. And I just mm-hmm. look it up. So maybe one of these times I'll just like deny them the dance after they accept it. Have you ever done that? <laughs> like, just real quick, because you got to do it, like, you got to pre decide, or else you'll just be so thankful that you got the dance. You're just be like, okay, let's go. But if I decide that beforehand, like, if anyone gives me that look, I'm just going to say no once they say yes. You're I like, you know what? No, I changed my mind. Offer's <laughs> <laughs> gone. Um, Offer's so, gone. Exactly. So, so my uh, my last pet peeve here, it's for the guys, and it's something that I was guilty of, not by my own fault. And it's not. I don't think it's like really these guys' fault on it, but it's smelling bad. So let me give uh, you yeah. some background on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I would toss in sweaty also, smelling yeah. bad and sweaty. Okay. Because we'll, I know we'll I've gotten it. Together. I've gotten it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll lump those together. Well, so I'll give you an example. Like sometimes we just don't know these things. So I, uh, I have this laundry detergent and I thought it was a good laundry detergent until all of my friends started saying like, man, your towels smell like shit. Your shirts smell like (laughs) shit. I'm like, this is the worst laundry Laundry detergent ever. ever. And, (laughs) and I changed my detergent. All of a sudden it's great. It's like smells fresh. It's like, you know, teddy bears just like walking on, you know, it's like, it's, it's like the commercials. So I had no idea until someone told me, namely my girlfriend, thank you, honey. But uh, some guys, like I walk past them and I can smell them. It's like they have this layer around them of just bad, bad smell. Uh, Sometimes it's from what they eat. Sometimes it's from what they're wearing. Sometimes it's not deodorant. Sometimes it's not having, um, having cologne on top. And then sometimes it's just like, yeah, when they sweat, they have that, uh, that sense about them. Right. Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's, some of that stuff is a very quick fix. Obviously, the deodorant is a quick fix. Cologne is a quick fix. But as far as how you smell when you sweat, I mean, everyone's going to sweat when they're dancing. So I can't say that it's really their fault in that case. Maybe just lay off certain kinds of foods that are going to give you a extra pungent smell. Sometimes it's the <laughs> ladies, too, though. Sometimes the ladies are guilty of this as well, where they oh, smell nice. bad. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I feel like there are two sections you have to categorize in stuff that's obvious, like wearing deodorant. And stuff that's really challenging. It's going to be different for every guy and every girl for that. But just at least being aware of that, hopefully, uh, to, in the long run, make where you don't smell terrible. Right. Yeah. So, first of all, I would say it's good to know that Rob smells like flowers on a spring morning. I do. So, that's good to know. <laughs> I do. Um, you know, and also, at the same time, I, I, you know, I don't know. At what point can you say to a guy or a girl, hey, you kind of smell. <laughs> you know, <laughs> How does one go about doing that? We, we just we just sick lady on him. Just, without, just sick lady on him. Exactly. And, and we need someone completely honest to be like, dude, dude. <laughs> we have 
you have to know them and you have to be close with them because otherwise it's probably just not going to go so well. All right, yeah. Man, <laughs> like significant other, good friend, partner, business partner, whatever it is. I don't know. That's a hard one. <laughs> that is a hard one. I actually, I have a friend of mine who every time we dance, um, well, no, he's like, af- af- every time we hang out after after we dance, he always asks me like, dude, do I smell? <laughs> he never <laughs> smells. But he, he's like so conscious about it. Which I respect. I mean, I'm like, yeah. all right, I understand. You know, he's 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 well, a little worried about. Well, well let's be proactive about it, right? So, if you're a guy, yes, people aren't going to come up and tell you smell, but if you're a guy or a girl, you have to ask people. Like, so that's almost your responsibility to ask people at Denny's at three in the morning. Be like, how do I smell right now? I'm like, smell under here. Like, how does this smell? <laughs> you know, I think wow, I think that's... it has to be a personal responsibility issue. You can't just always assume you smell good. Or else you run into problems like me, where you don't smell good, even though you think you smell good. Mm-hmm. What detergent were you using? Oh my! What detergent, <laughs> dude? Did you smell like shit, dude. It was this like natural, like all natural, no chemical oh, detergent. Oh man, I was, it was a huge mistake. I went to the one full of chemicals, <laughs> and now it smells great. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I now have a rash, but it's okay. It's worth it. But at least you smell better. Yes. So that's more important, obviously. Oh my goodness. Exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah. Take showers, <laughs> use soap, use better laundry detergent. Another thing is is cut your nails, keep your nails shorter so that no one, you know, rips out fingers or hands, things like that. Just Ladies, general put your hair up. hygiene. Put your put hair, your hair up. up. Okay, can I actually slapped in the face with I would like to ask wet one quick question about this because Go I ahead. have always had a dilemma and I know that this can be a pet peeve and it's a pet peeve of mine too. As a woman with long hair. I have long curly oh, hair. It's God, not that thick, it. but it is long. Now, for me, for some reason, I have not learned the beautiful salsa bun and how it goes up and stays up. I keep asking, but for some reason, I haven't been able to learn the tricks. So my hair, I either leave down or I put it in a ponytail. But the thing is, is I feel like if it's down, then you're just going to get a lot of hair in your face all at once, but it might be lighter. But if it's up in a ponytail, then you're really going to get smacked. So I need some, I would like male advice on female hair. Shave it. Shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, I'll be honest, like getting hit with a full on sweaty thing of hair hurts. It really is disorienting it yes. because it literally feels like you're being slapped for money. I mean, it, could be so disorienting it's hard it's gotten me in the eye before yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> i'm just God. like oh it burns because there's sweat in my eye now and it's not mine <laughs> so i mean all right obviously you can't shave your head i mean you, if you could that'd be cool but no i know you can't um oh man i don't know I, I you know i guess honestly i would prefer it if you're gonna have hair to have it in a ponytail at least because at least the um, the the battering ram or the bat, you know, aiming for your face won't be as big as this full mess of hair. Um, I would probably say it's a little bit better ponytail. Although on the other end, because it's all massed into a smaller area, it, makes it, worse. it hurts more. Yeah, it makes it worse. So actually, guys, you have to practice your matrix. You moves. know, yeah, no. Um, actually, the worst hair that I've ever gotten hit by repeatedly was Savannah. Uh, so when Savannah first started dancing, 
she mm-hmm. had it back in that ponytail type thing, and she whipped it around so hard. Then she got a haircut, shorter haircut, and then it wasn't an issue anymore, even when it was in a ponytail. So I, I would really strongly consider making it a shorter haircut. Anything like, how long is your hair, Corey? Um, not too long. I mean, it goes, it goes, it's not super long, but it does go down below my shoulders, sort of like my upper back, I would say. Okay. Okay. I was going to say you could also probably put it in your shirt behind your back, but it probably isn't long enough to do that. And that would look kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> weird. But, but no, effective, but effective. If you have hair like down to your butt, then yeah, just put it in there. It's like what I do with ties. Same thing. No, that's not the most comfortable. I would just, I'm just going to throw that all right, out. All right, that's right. Feel, that feels like very much a, a man who's never had long hair. <laughs> That's like, yeah, that's something a guy would no, say. No, 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 no. I, 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 had, I had an afro, all right? In high school, I had afro. It was long. Listen, right, I want to see this Yeah, picture. I'll, 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 I, I'm taking notes here. Uh, Post afro. Oh, I got you it. deserve to see this picture. It's in the notes. Um, the, the last thing that you just made me think of, Corey, is I hate when women wear the bat wing suits. Those are terrible. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's like I it's like. Who are you dancing with, Rob? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. It's 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 lingo, all right. It's salsa lingo, guys. So the bat wing suit is like those shirts where when you lift your arms up, there's the wing for like the bat wing, you know, and you can't put your arm through it to give a crossbody lead because you get stuck in this stupid wing, and I can't do my moves. So I hate the bat wing suit. I could honestly say I don't think I've ever seen that before. I know. <laughs> I don't exactly know where, what you're talking about. I don't know where Rob is dancing. Rob is dancing <laughs> in some weird places. No, I well, because I, I would say I think last year that that was a huge fashion in women's clothing. So that was everywhere. The like, <laughs> I've never thought of it as a bat wing suit, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And I mean, I've seen them. They were huge. They were everywhere. All women's clothing stores were had them. So I would I think that they are sort of going out of style a little bit. But I'm sure that some of them will stay in style, but no. I think that hopefully there will be a little bit less. And yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've worn them. I've had people get stuck in them, and I stopped wearing them. <laughs> Corey, how dare you? I knew it. I knew it. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. Really, it has. It always is. Uh, I don't know if I can say always because this is only the second time, but Next time I'll be able to say always. This was awful. Always. I don't want to ever do this again. We just don't have we just don't have you saying penis this time to wrap into the uh, the cutout. Well, you just did, so (laughs) damn, knew it. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for joining us here on the roundtable. If you are listening, by the way, to this podcast right now, and you are interested in being involved in the roundtable, you don't have to be a great dancer. Look at me. Okay. You just have to be in this community with a little bit of knowledge, uh, interesting, giving your feedback. But we're uh, looking to make this roundtable something where people will come in, come out of, if people can't make it one week, rotate people in and out. So if you're interested in being a part of this roundtable in future episodes, uh, send me an email, rob at thisweekinsalsa.com. We'll get you in the group where we kind of organize these things, or at least in theory, that's where we will be organizing these things in the future. And other than that, guys, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Frank, have a great time at the Boston Salsa Fest this yes. weekend, or I guess last weekend. I hope you have a good time at it last weekend. <laughs> and uh, and Corey, wherever you travel to, what's the next Congress you're going to, Corey? Uh, probably San Diego in a couple of weeks, the same week as New York. 
San Diego. Nice. Yes, San Diego. Nice. San Diego Salsa Festival. Yeah, tell tell Anthony Persaud that I said hi. I don't think he knows who I am, but tell him I, <laughs> I like his show. Okay, I will. All right, good. Tell, and, tell him. No, I want you to dance with Anthony and then recruit him to be on the show. All right, that's okay. your mission. I will do my best. Right. Do, um, your, you know, do your best. No, do, do your most. <laughs> do your most. Different. You know, I would also say um, for any readers here, I you know, we, I think we've only really touched the surface of pet peeves. We really have because, honestly, we could go about it for three hours. And there's actually a couple that I know people are going to say, like, well, what about, you know, staying on beat and this and that? And honestly, that's, that's definitely something to talk about, although that can also um, become negative as well. Um, but, you know, there's tons and tons of pet peeves to really get into. And um, for any listeners out there, if you know, if you have your own, I would say comment on it, right? Um, Rob, there's a place to comment right below this, I believe. Yes. Yes. Okay. They're, they're yeah. Really I mean, I would love to see other people's pet peeves, comment on them, give opinions. Um, you know, it'd be curious to see. And maybe if there are enough, maybe we can have like a pet peeves part two. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. That yeah. sounds like fun always. <laughs> yeah. I love part twos. Exactly. It's well, like, it's you like know, sequels. But the sequels are never as good, so... Uh, except, for, uh, except for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. That was better. Uh, but everything else, I agree. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. Okay, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode, and see you soon. I need a better sign off than that. Damn. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> Take care. Why, why don't you say like and never stop dancing or something like that? No, no. Some, we, we just talked about that being a pet phrase. peeve. That, sometimes you need to stop dancing. We talked about that in the pet peeves. Um, how about you need a catchy catchphrase? See, see you on the dance. Not everyone says see you on the dance floor. So uh, who cares? That's a good one. Say no. Nah, it's got to be unique. I'll see you this week in salsa. There you go. Yeah, that's I like nice. That. I like that. Yeah. I'll see you this week in salsa. Okay. <laughs>